Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 15, Revelation chapter 20, and we're going to be reading verses 12 and 13. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open. And another book was open, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. In our last study, we saw that the books which were open pointed to the word of God, the uh, the Bible, which is made up of many books. And in the books of the Bible, God has his laws. And the laws of God must be obeyed and followed. It's not an option for people to obey a law or or not obey a law according to their preference. No, they're a creature created in the image of God and created with a responsibility to obey God as a creature created in his image and being subject to him and to his law. And and so God has given many laws all throughout the Bible. The Bible is a law book. And mankind has broken the everlasting covenant. They have transgressed the law of God. And, and God says, if you keep the whole law, if that were possible, yet offend in one point, you're guilty of all. So, during the official day of judgment, and this happened actually all throughout history, when, um, people would sin, it would, it would be an ongoing continuous judgment of mankind. And that's why man was condemned and under the wrath of God while he lived and was judged when he died and ceased to exist. His, his conscious being ceased as his body would go to the grave. Yet the Lord has set aside an official day, the appointed day that Acts 17 tells us about, the appointed day of judgment. And in the official day of judgment, God is the same judge who opens the books, the Bible, and all mankind that have ever lived are judged by what is written in the books. And all their sins are discovered and and seen because they have failed to live up to God's holy, perfect standard of righteousness, his law, his commandments were not kept. And that's why the Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And therefore, the law condemns every sinner. It condemns all mankind. 
And that was the purpose for the law of God. Back in the book of Romans, God told us that the uh, the law was given for this very reason. It says in Romans chapter 3, in verses 19 and 20, Now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped, and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore by the deeds of the law there shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. So the law served the purpose of of showing man his guilt, his sin, his transgressions, and and the law also condemned man for those sins. The wages of sin is death. And and so the books are open. We read here in Revelation 20, verse 12, as the unsaved are standing before God. And then we also read, and another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. So God, in his law, has discovered the guilt of man, but now he opens the book of life. And we read last time that the book of life must be understood two different ways. First, from the creation perspective, as we read in Revelation 22 and uh, verse 19. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. And it can only be the book of life from the perspective of uh, Adam and Eve, or or as God created mankind, and he created man good so that they would live, and, and therefore it was as though all men were written in the book of life from that creation perspective. But then Adam, Eve, sin, and man sin, man fell into sin, and, and so when men sin, then God says, I'll blot your name out of the book of life. As he said in Exodus 32, uh, in verse 32 and 33, or Psalm 69, verse 28, you'll be blotted out of the book, or your part will be taken or removed out of the book of life. And it must be from the creation perspective, because it cannot be from salvation's perspective, since God grants eternal life to the one he saves, and you can never lose it. You can never commit a sin that would have not been paid for by the Lord Jesus Christ that would cause God to remove your name out of that book of life from from the salvation perspective. And, and so we understand it's the only explanation the Bible allows that when God speaks of blotting out someone's name from the book of life, it's due to the fact that he had written all of mankind's name in a book, and in the figure he's using, 
when he created the world and created man. But from the salvation perspective, there are numerous scriptures. And let's take a look at a few of them, beginning with Daniel chapter 12. In Daniel 12 and in verse 1. And at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince, which standeth for the children of thy people, and there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation, even to that same time. And at that time thy people shall be delivered, every one that shall be found written in the book. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. So everyone that shall be found written in the book shall be delivered. And that is speaking of the elect predestinated to salvation before the foundation of the world, the elect whose sins the Lord Jesus Christ bore at the point of the world's foundation when he died for them and rose again victoriously, justifying them, cleansing them from all sin, their names are written in the book. It's the book that uh, we read of in Philippians. In Philippians 4 and in verse 3, And I entreat thee also, true yoke fellow, help those women which labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and with other my fellow laborers, whose names are in the book of life. Here, it's the book of life from the perspective of salvation. In Revelation chapter 3, we have actually a few references in the book of Revelation, but in Revelation 3, verse 5, It says there, He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. Now, we can look at this statement in a couple of different ways. Either God is saying that when it comes to one of the elect that that name that he wrote in in the book from the creation perspective will not be blotted out because that sinner's sins are actually blotted out by Christ. The handwriting of ordinances that were against him is what is blotted out because Christ makes payment and satisfies the law's demands and therefore there's no sin seen to cause God to blot out that person from the, the the book of life from the creation perspective. Now that that's one way we could look at it, or we can just look at it that God has another book, which he'll call the Lamb's book of life, that has within it all the elect, and and he will not blot out any of their names. Because they have overcome, they are clothed in white raiment, they have their sins forgiven through the saving work, the atoning work of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Revelation 13, 
it says in verse 8, And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him. And and that's um, referring to the beast. So that's not a good thing at all. That's speaking of Satan and the uh, rule that he'll enjoy during the little season of the Great Tribulation. All that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. And here we get a little bit more information and it tells us that the unsaved, they have the mark of the beast, um, they're, they're worshiping Satan in their unsaved condition, their, their blindness, their ignorance. They do not worship God, they're worshiping the enemy of God. And these people do not have their names written in the book of life of the Lamb. And that would be different than the book of life from the creation perspective because every human being has their name written there. So this verse would actually indicate there is another book of life of the Lamb in which the names are the recorded names of all of God's elect and no one else. And, and so this would be the book, um, for instance, if God saved 200 million, as it very well may be that he did, this would be the book that contained specifically the names of those 200 million and not the rest of the billions of people in the world. And and so, since their names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world, notice how God ties that together, because it was at the foundation of the world that Christ died for his people, his elect, whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. And again, you know, these these books um, uh, of life, they're figures of speech. God does not need uh, to write things down like we need to write things down because we have bad memories and we'll forget. And of course, if, if you're talking uh, about billions of people or, or hundreds of millions of people, uh, who is a man could remember anything near that. Obviously, uh, man cannot remember any anything uh, along those lines, and that's why we have birth certificates and social security numbers and 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 so forth to try and keep order and 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 keep it straight amongst ourselves. There are so many people. There there had to be some way of keeping track, and so uh, with man we write everything down, we record everything. And and so there is a book of life in the world, isn't there? Uh, there is a, a birth register that indicates on that day so many people were born at that hospital. And, and that's the way things are kept in this world all over the earth. But that's not how it is with God. He's infinitely brilliant and he is able to keep track with perfect understanding and knowledge of all the people he wanted to save, 
all those that would not be saved and to know each one intimately, personally, and everything about each one. It, it, it's incredible when we think of the enormous capacity that, uh, that God possesses to know things, to possess this kind of knowledge. But in order to help us understand, he speaks of a book of life. And, and names are recorded in the book of life. And it's the day of judgment. And so the books, the law of God, the Bible, condemns mankind. Well, let's go to the book of life from the creation perspective. And yet all the names are blotted out due to their sin. This one's name is blotted out. That one's name is blotted out. Everyone's name is blotted out. So no one can uh, can say God is not searching. He He's not doing a thorough job of investigating to see if it's possible that someone might live in the in the time of his wrath. And when he turns to that one book, no, due to sin, all the names are blotted out and and no one it remains in the book of life. But there's another book, the book of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world, the book of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the names in that book live. They they remain. They are found there. And so we could imagine that God has, as it were, brought out the glorious, wonderful, beautiful book, as far as God's elect are concerned, that lays out and records the names of Jacob and and the names of Joseph and David and Abraham and Isaac and, and all the saints of God that we read of in the Bible and all the saints of God that are not found, their names are not mentioned in the Bible, the great multitude that God saved out of the great tribulation, it's as though their names are written in the Lamb's book of life, and God sees the unsaved of the world before him, and he cross-checks. He takes their name, are they in the Lamb's book of life? No, this one is not. Then the condemnation uh, is continued to be carried out until that person's destruction. How about this one and this one and this one? No, these are not found in a Lamb's book of life. There has been no mistake made, no error, no uh, miscalculation of any kind. God perfectly has saved everyone whose name was found in the Lamb's book of life, and none of these that have entered into the day of judgment and have been experiencing the wrath of God, none of these are in that book. In Revelation 17, it also mentions the book of life in verse 8, the beast that thou sawest was and is not, and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition. And they that dwell on the earth shall wonder whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world, when they behold the beast that was and is not and yet is. So it, it's a similar statement to Revelation 13.8. And 
Just one more verse. Let's go to Revelation 21. Speaking of the New Jerusalem, it says in verse 23, And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. And the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination, or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. And here we we find the completion of the whole matter. It is all of the elect whose names were written in Christ's book, in the Lamb's book of life. They have entered into the uh, glorious eternal future that salvation has brought to them, that, that God has given to them. And there is no sinner whose sins are upon him. No one who works abomination or makes a lie is able to enter in only them which are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. So, of course, you know, the big question has always been, at any point in history, is our name, is your name, is my name, is our name found written in the Lamb's Book of Life? And that was an action that God took, that that God did before this world was even created, before the world was. He saved these people who... and. And again, as it were, wrote their names down in the book. And in every generation of the world, God brought forth the gospel in order to find these souls to bring the word of God to them that they might be saved and and have applied to their soul what God obligated himself and guaranteed would happen their salvation. And it's always been a gospel that uh, looked back to the past, to a finished work. The works were finished from the foundation of the world. And then a current application of the word of God to save. Only now, in Judgment Day, God has also applied the the blood of Christ to the souls of these people, and has already saved everyone whose name was written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And so we look back prior to May 21, 2011 to look at the application process. It had to have happened before then. And we continue to look back before the foundation of the world for those that were chosen by God to become saved. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. 
For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.